doing this shit, nigga. Fuck y'all weekend, nigga. King James, bitch ass, nigga. Hey, this your Kenfo Kiyoshan, man. And it's a blessing for me to be in this session, the Heezy Podcast. And a new one is on the way. 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 Who cares on you bitches? And we are back. Back on you bitches. And uh just to close out what we were talking about on the on the shit before we stopped. You know what I'm saying? Before I took the pitch break. Sorry, people. You gotta remind them. You just gotta remind them what's going on. And by the way, we're doing a podcast in the streets in Antioch. It smells like black miles. <laughs> <laughs> Man, just... Chicks walking into Petco with bandanas on. It's like you confused. Are you game banging or you taking care of your beloved pet? Like what? You, what's going on? <laughs> It's been real out here, man. Hey, in the my, streets. I don't think the two have to be mutually exclusive, man. I, th- I think I think you can gang bang and love your pit, man. You got me trying to put people in the box, huh? They say yeah. we love everybody on this podcast, huh? Man, not everybody, but well, okay. we ain't even gonna talk about the people that we don't like and shit, man. Because people on this bitch, man, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, go keep this shit, go keep this shit on up and up. But now to close that shit out, um, can it be toxic for you know what I'm saying rappers to deal with? With I mean for basketball players to be dealing with rappers, yes, only if they deal with them too closely. But like I said, most of these young niggas now, you know, they, they know they, better. Yeah, and they're like kicking at the party with you with a hundred choppers and in, in, in the vip and all that, right? We just we just snapping it up for the gram, you know what I'm saying? Okay, right, right. And then I go my way, you go your way. We both get our little boost from it, and and, and then you know maybe you gonna continue your support in the future and shit, you know. But that's. How about all it boil down to and that shit? That sounds safe enough, though. That yeah. sounds safe enough. Because that's, that's how it be in the hood, too. You got that one dude. Let's not go back to boys in the hood. Ricky! Shot in the back with, with the D1 scholarship. You know, to go play football or <laughs> go play some sports. Yep. But, you know, hanging around with Doughboy and them. You know what I'm saying? He getting, getting caught up in the street. Got caught in a crossfire, man. But... On to this music shit and shit Cause I think this is You know what I'm saying Probably the shit that We the most impassioned about As much as I love basketball And I've loved these 99 episodes of the Hoopcast and shit Woo I'm on Indeed. 99 bro 99 problems But the podcast ain't one Man eh? you sure At least know, did it 99 times at least Man you sure know what to say man But Here's my thing Uh, I, I wanna set it up like this too Cause Nashville is always regarded nationwide, probably worldwide, as music city. Indeed. You know what I'm saying? But in Murfreesboro, I like to call that shit Music City Junior. You know what I'm saying? Because it it's is. Close enough. Yeah, because it's not quite Nashville. It don't have the big lights and attractions. It doesn't have the infrastructure of a Nashville. It's a college town, all right? But the the emphasis on music there, the concentration of resources. To grow people who will be in the music industry someday is really real. It's really there. And as an MTSU alumni, Middle Tennessee State University, I will point out that it's got one of the uh, best recording industry programs. And I probably should have set it up like that. I'm a former MT student. He's actually alum. You know what I'm saying? I ain't. I ain't. I finished. But I. I I I finished, but I ain't graduate. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? But I was finished though. I was finished. I I was. I was super done. Everybody got the little story. Your your voice got had too, though. (laughs) 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 Uh, I had a problem. uh, (laughs) 
everything was coming down to the last few tests. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, man, I got these invitations, man. My family think I'm <laughs> it's going to work out. <laughs> so I, I had a little bit of trouble making sure I got out. And, and, and my little stint was a little long, but it ain't about that. We alumni. We yeah. alumni. Yeah. So we got two two MT boys, two MTSU Blue Raiders and shit in this motherfucker talking about uh, music and MTSU politics and shit. So, you know what I'm saying? I think it's fairly interesting, though. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess my question is, and it's kind of a vague question, but do you think Murfreesboro ever be able, because of the, you know, MTSU REM program, recording industry major program, mm-hmm. do you think that with all of the shit that they cranking out, they'll be able to ever get under, get from under the shadow of Nashville or would they always be like a subsidiary of Nashville? Because, hold on real quick, the REM program then sent niggas to the pros, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like in this little buttfuck city in the middle of Tennessee and shit that um, nobody heard of prior to going to college. I didn't know what Murfreesboro was before. I grew up in Nashville and really went once and never really knew about Murfreesboro. Yeah, my brother went to MTSU and that was the only way I heard about it in Memphis. We was like, "What the fuck is what a is Murfreesboro?" That? Right, exactly. I didn't even know that. Is that a real place? Is that a fan? Is that like Narnia? Is that like a fantasy place? <laughs> like what the fuck? But the MTSU recording industry major program that sent niggas to the pros and shit or had niggas that left MT and went on to do big things. Like Hot Rod. Hot Rod's a big time producer for Five Star Chick and Mm -hmm. everything, right? You know what I'm saying? MTSU student. Uh, Uh, Lido stopped through there. Lido was there. Uh, Lecrae, the the famous gospel rapper. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much big time star. Street Symphony, the big time Grammy winning uh, producer. You got Uh, Jasmine Pratt. uh, DJ Spade. Uh, big fella was one of the first guys I knew that had a recording deal coming shout out. out shout out to Big Fella, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Big because my brother is super cool with Big Fella and yeah. shit. So uh, and then and most recently, Take Eve. The most with the, recently, with the out like a light. You got like a light is a Memphis native you, who went to MTSU and, and and went in that program and ended up getting him a little Billboard plaque. So I don't know if you heard of PJ. Yep, uh, Paris, uh, Paris Jones. Yep. 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 PJ out there in California doing her thing. All right, we stayed in the same dorm freshman year, so it's crazy to see her. We got my guy Mike Scruggs too, man. He got a little situation with Sony out there. Uh, we, you know, been going out to the West Coast and everything like that. So I'm real proud of that. A guy from out my camp. And then you got DJ Two E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he stop through there? Yeah, that nigga was there. As a matter of fact, when because I, I moved to Cali after my freshman year uh, at MTSU. Uh huh. I stayed in Cali for a while, came back, and I started going back to MTSU, what was supposed to be my junior year. And when I moved into my college apartment, um, I know him as Eric, nigga, but DJ2E moved out of the room in the apartment that I moved into. Oh, right, right. So, yeah, cuz was there. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, and, and a lot of DJs. I mean, we go back to, uh, I, I forgot who he was. He was a, a Young Bucks uh, official DJ for a while. Don Juan. DJ Don Juan. You know, it's a long list of DJs. I just said Spade. You know, and then we got people, Alexis Nicole, Poole, still doing stuff. So, it's, 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 it was like a rich culture of music down there. I think I see what you're saying. And shout out to Tui, man. That nigga, he low key fake, but <laughs> but at the same time, take. it's but to, but to come from MTSU and make it to you know being a primetime DJ on Nashville's radio, yeah. uh, 101 radio station yeah. and shit. 
big shit, man. Yeah. So congratulations and yeah. salute. I know you a know lot of mutual circles with it too. I think it might have made some stops to a few schools or, or t- but either way, nonetheless, one of the better DJs that we know. He's actually fun to listen to. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. being a DJ now too. Yeah. I let you know. I mean, you know, I won't trash nobody. But you know, if you kill the party for me, all I wanted to do was come in here and have some drinks. You know what I'm saying? Move, move around, entertain myself. Might have a nice lady around me or something like that, and then you you ruin my night. Mm-hmm. I'm, I kind of take it personal though. Mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of will take that personal. So uh, mm-hmm. shout out to DJ Tui for not ruining any parties for me. He's he's one of the better DJs. I think I told him that one of one of the times around. So I was like, man, if I'm out of the party, I feel safe. You know, I feel like the party's safe in your hands. So shout out to that guy. And I want to give a couple of, uh, not necessarily honorable mention shout outs, but uh, up and coming people that's, that's working to be the next in line of, of this long list of MT students that went on to do big things, DJ man. DJ Homer D, Hub City DJs, I almost forgot one. Shout out to uh, Chico Rashad, shout out to 007 Bones, and shout out to Classic Williams, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, Classic Williams, I was up around that time too, yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, we used to actually stay on the fifth floor at Cummings freshman year. Cummings Hall? What yeah. you know about it, man? Yeah, man, shit, I stayed there. Hey, man, we sound like them old men on the porch, like, yeah, man, back, <laughs> back eight or seven, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Schoolhouse things, but the point is, MTSU's rich with putting out people into the music industry and the music world. So with all these people that we name, though, do you think that Murfreesboro can ever step out from Nashville's shadow and establish their own identity, or will they just be the best kept secret? Well, here's my answer to that. When you go to big cities, uh, I pick out like Dallas, for instance. Uh, when I last time I went to Dallas, Texas, man, I was amazed because they call it the Dallas Fort Worth area. Because imagine having a big city with a big downtown, like a huge sprawling downtown, a huge city, right? Yeah. Then you drive 20 minutes away to the outskirts, and it's another little downtown with real buildings, real condos. And that's Irving, Texas. Then you drive 20 minutes the other direction. There's another downtown. That's that's Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. So it's like really three, four cities in one. Yeah. So you wonder how an area like that can have so much size or how they can have underground rappers that can survive. Well, it's like they got like five little cities that make up one big city. Yeah. So my answer to that question, you know, and then I, I could go to California and say the same thing about, you know, Los Angeles, whether it's Carson, California, whether it's, you know what I'm saying? All these different areas that get clumped into L.A. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's Watts, Compton, these are other little cities that the, the main city swallowed up. So my answer to that would be, I'd lump it all as a Tennessee thing. Because, you know, some spots like, like L.A. or Florida or, or the East Coast with Philly, D.C. and all that and New Jersey and, you know what I'm saying? I, I lump it in as one. If, if Tennessee is going to be strong enough to be compared to one of these markets or one of these areas, I think what's happening in Murfreesboro is a part of Nashville success. What's happening in Nashville success, going back to the Jubilee Singers to make a music city, going back to Barry Gordy coming down here to press up records but can't really stay in white hotels you know what i'm saying and and and, and Jimi hendrix learning how to play on jefferson and in uh, all the clubs that you do in the cotton club and all that good stuff that'll be popping on jefferson and that rich history of music then you go over to memphis and there's the bill street there's the you know what i'm saying bb king coming out of the woods in mississippi somewhere you know, <laughs> you know what i'm saying and and, and and becoming great so i i, I you know and, and it, it trickles up to today because band play big time pr- producer for uh you know you heard that song uh dolph and Key Glock, major. It's a big record. The producer's from here. Band play. Yeah. Big time producer. And then you got, you know, like we just talked about Sicko Mode. on You know, you know the Travis Scott record with Drake or whatever. And, and Tay Keith, uh, a Memphis producer being part of it. I think... I think you should just lump it all together. Lump it all in because separate it makes it weaker. 
You know what I'm saying? Because you've had now everybody can keep their own individual areas. Now I tell you what, man, I'm glad I'm talking to a Memphis native. Ain't nobody prouder than a West Tennessean. Just, just, well, just, as just a, by them. As a, as a Memphis native, I want to say that there's West Tennessee, then and there's that, Memphis. That's Memphis, exactly. It, it, so y'all not claiming Bolivar Humboldt, y'all not claiming none of those. No. Collierville, y'all not even going oh, we, no, no, no far. We, we really ain't claiming Collierville. Collierville, right, right. I know some people from out there, right? So see, even somebody from Germantown sometimes might not get no love. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man, God, God bless all y'all, man. If y'all near Memphis, then y'all are able to catch some of this gravity. You oh, know what I'm saying? Here we go, here we go. So I, I, knew, I knew I was going to trip a while with that. <laughs> so look, I'm not going to take your player fly heritage, your Juicy J heritage, and, and this, that. You know and what I'm the, saying? And the 20 other people we could name. No, 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 other no. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know what I'm saying. At the same time, uh, the Nashville's rich history has, has has been even bigger than than urban music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's been a broader. Yeah, but sense. but fuck them, fuck them, because they don't fuck with us like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, what, what I, 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 I be I been down there. I been down there. Like I got a guy. Oh, as a matter of fact, like my guy, he is. I don't know if he's management. He does a lot of shit for. Talking about the, the, I'm talking about the the culture and the history of it. Well. You don't like the structure of how to set up? Because here's, here's, let me give you my synopsis right here. Let me, right. let me hear my, my synopsis. Right there in the middle, right, of Mississippi, Arkansas, and whatever else state right there, right? In the bottom worst corner of Tennessee, when a lot of sharecroppers, a lot of that, basically a large African-American population around those mounds is in Memphis, right? So it's kind of like Haiti where the, 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 the slaves have outnumbered the masters. Right. Uh huh. And then you paint Nashville as more of the center of a conservative red state. Yeah. A lot of old white money, so to speak. A lot of like old power structure. And so, if you talk to a politician in Memphis, he'll say he's trying to make it like Nashville with the gentrification and everything else that's going on and the controls that they put on people. Mm-hmm. But then, if you talk to an African American in Nashville, they'd be like, "Man, I could tolerate a few more people that look like me." You know what I'm saying, and even I think even Memphis gets a bad rep because it's a predominantly African American populated area. Oh, don't go there, you gonna die. Now you might die. Yes, you might. Die bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> you might die in Memphis, but at the same time, you know I have to not even feed into that propaganda because when I get there, it feels like home. Mm-hmm. I'm African too, and it's like a lot of things that are closer to my roots. Come out through people, grandmamas and aunties and aunties out there, and them aunties, man. And I'm the, don't get me Terrence Howard in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I'm saying I'm from the Ville, I'm from Nashville. <laughs> but you know, it feel like home and the smoked sausage and all that, and just even sometimes the courtesy. Yeah, it's like you know, oh, what I'm of saying? course, it's like it's like you know how this honor amongst thieves. I feel like I'm cool walking to Memphis sometimes because people can just pick up my vibe and be like, you know, you cool, you cool in your lane, you you know, I'm cool in my lane, and you know what I'm saying. It's not a big deal So that's why I wanted to say That they're very different demographics Nashville and Memphis Are very to- two totally different cultures Even just three hours away Even Nashville Just being more closer To the to the northern stuff And the Kentucky stuff And the, and, 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 and the, and the Carolinian influence Versus more of a Mississippi Louisiana Arkansas-ish Way from that bottom corner You know what I'm saying So I think it's separate, and you and, and you definitely need to, to identify that the music from Memphis, the music from Nashville, and the music success from Murfreesboro are separate, because Murfreesboro is different than Nashville. Murfreesboro is a small college town, yeah, as opposed to Nashville, where you got real Nashville locals. Yeah, Mur- Murfreesboro don't have an actual scene; they more of like a like a like a laboratory. You know what I'm like saying? Like a college that's, project. Yeah, that's that's actually you know what I'm saying. 
uh, uh, building the next artist that's gonna be on the scene and shit. So, but the reason I don't be willing to, you know, what I'm saying, just appropriate credit to Nashville and shit is because what happens with urban music and shit, black music and shit, is a lot of us is forced, to, especially these days, become our own bosses. They are a part of an infrastructure that ritualistically don't fuck with us, don't let us in, don't even let us through the door. I the, walk the in, old guard, the old, the old money is what we we're gonna call it. And yeah. old, old money still rule down there. Like I've walked into, you know. Uh, uh, smaller publishing offices and shit, and got looked at like, who invited you? Um, why, why are you here? No, 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 no. You don't want to be here. You want to go down the street. All the, and plan- then- all the plantations are celebrated. The Hermitage, the the Bell Me, the you know what I'm saying. The, it's, it's a big deal. If you go into Franklin, you know what I'm saying. You're gonna see a Confederate. You're gonna see a large statue of a Confederate soldier on a horse that's bucking with Confederate flags around it. And I shit. say that's very true, and and it's amazing to me that even the Jubilee singers. You know, if Fisk, all these HBCUs, Tennessee State University, this, that. It's amazing to me that even with all that going on, African-Americans got some kind of credit from from, from Nashville area. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, that black music, urban music, is all about taking our credit. You know what I'm saying? It's all about not waiting on people to afford us our credit. You know what I'm saying? We're going to go out here, put the work in, put the yeah. money in, and we're going to, you know what I'm saying, take our own credit and so shit. So it sounds like you're really making my point because you're like, well, will, will, will Murfreesboro ever overcome Nashville? I lumped it all in one. I said all of the success kind of feeds off of each other because there are no real lanes or platforms. And where where would a Memphis guy mix in with all these different people in, in a recording industry project or you know what I'm saying go home and work with people and then they know what's going on and and, and mix in and mingle like that if, if, if this is not LA traditionally it's starting to become like LA but this is not the the, the, the traditional Atlanta that's why Memphis niggas Memphis niggas go to Atlanta because that's why I'm just saying like I'm not willing to throw in country music and they rich history and sh- all that no, shit all in one no 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 that's different than the black stuff too because 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 the they they history don't got very much to do with us they success got very little to do with us because if so you know what I'm saying Starlito would be Somebody that Nashville champions instead of being an underground legend and shit. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Those lanes aren't open. And and when you got, you know, as a guy that's on music, bro, you got 15, you know, labels up there. You got all the majors up there and all their little labels up there. So it's, it's, it's it gets frustrating. And they, and they want somebody with a cowboy hat on. They ain't trying to hear that other shit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I guess, goddamn, going back to, um, closer to, the, to MTSU and the REM program and shit, man. The REM program to send a lot of people to the pros and shit. How did the REM program at MTSU, the recording industry major program, prepare you for everything that you did in uh, radio and everything you do now? All right. So for me, uh, I had a I had a tough call because I went originally entrepreneurship, then I went regular business. So I didn't get to participate in the REM program. Uh-huh. But I had a lot of friends. Everybody that I was doing work with. Everybody Boy. that I go to the studio with. Everybody that was, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Making a beat. You know, that's how I met a hot rod. That's how I ended up, you know, doing records on a hot rod beat, was just staying close in contact with that culture. And I think what it did for me was put I me wasn't around. in the REM program either for the record. But, but you're close enough, like, you're just around it. All, you know, the guy that you partaking with a smoke break with, yeah. or, you know what I'm saying, having a few drinks with, is the guy that's 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 in the REM program that can't stop making beats and, or, or whatever. So it was, uh, it was good for me because it, it exposed me to another culture. Of like-minded people I think we all lead a hood in one way And we just want to find more people that think Like us uh-huh. So I think that's one of the best things that, that going to MTSU and being around the REM program Did for me And then you hear some success stories You hear some people that got out of school And 
went on to do these great things in music so it's kind of inspirational for me in a way it's kind of it's kind of learning by example and learning as you go and then being inspired by the success of other people that went through that program uh so tell me about nashville free radio and how you're a part of that Okay, yeah. So, uh, Radio Free Nashville, man. My is bad, a, Radio Free uh, Nashville. Yeah, man. I, I mix it up sometimes myself, and I'm on there. I'm <laughs> on there when I'm DJing. Uh, it's Radio Free Nashville. You can you just Google Radio Free Nashville and catch a, a tune-in radio app, your Radio Free Nashville app, and listen to it that way. Uh, but it's a low-power FM station, so if you're in the city limits, it's a 103.7 and 107.1 FM on your dial. Uh, I kind of a couple years back, I got into from my management circles and being and running my, my my little independent label and everything, you make good contacts. Yep. You know, uh, you start getting some repeat business with some people. Like, hey, I did that showcase with you at this time, or I met you at this place, and some like-minded people. So everybody over the We Battle, uh, they also, uh, I think one of the brothers, Jeremiah, has a, dub, a show on WVOL. Uh, I think is that a Fisk station? WVOL might be, but uh, they they're heavily involved in radio and pumping out artists and uh. They're, responsible for developing a lot of djs and a lot of hot acts around town so i i linked up with one of them and he was just like hey man i got this show you know i want to make a big thing i i, I want to big up independent artists i want to be able to play independent records on the same scale as, as some of the major stations and i'll mix in some of the hot stuff you know if you want to if you if it's a record that's just hot and you're a dj you know like kind of fill it out absolutely and, and kind of talk you know and uh me from from like i told you from hosting parties rapping Doing everything like that, it was a little different for me to sit down and talk in between DJing records. But uh, this was about a year and a half ago, maybe almost two years ago, and I was just like, okay, I'll give it a try. And uh, I started it, uh, did good with the music part, and then started figuring out, uh, you know, and don't don't add in anything. I started figuring out I like to talk a lot, you know what I'm saying? I don't want you making no faces over there. <laughs> Trying to figure out, you know, people like to talk a little bit. Hey, this is a podcast. I think the one the one thing you're supposed to do on here is it's talk. talk. And, 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 and it ain't it right. So uh, I kind of got involved into it and started learning a different little side of myself. People always say, I'm, you know, you should be a motivational speaker. speaker. Uh, I'm a son of a preacher and everything like that. People always say, man, you got a way of, of just kind of keeping the conversation flowing so it kind of opened up my eyes more to a media world which is a lot like the music world um a lot of people want to get their netflix special put on there or get their hulu special put on there somewhere and you know be a part of a big podcast network and do a lot of big numbers so uh i kind of lump it all in once again you know from djing to artistry to being a label exec you know on my own part to working at a pro to this that uh, it's all entertainment to me, so that's what uh, Radio Free Nashville kind of did for me. Kind of got me, you know, Sunday Sunday nights, ten to midnight, getting into that show frame, being able to Sunday DJ. night, ten to midnight, each and every Sunday night, kind of got me ready to be, you know, being a DJ kind of host, kind of guy, getting interviews going, which I enjoyed, and it kind of showed me some new skills that I didn't know I had. Okay, so can this, can can people listen to this on uh, on the internet or must okay. or do they need to be in? It's okay, like once you once you Google Radio Free Nashville. You know, you'll see all the little shows, and they got a bunch of political shows and everything. I think we got the jazziest little show on there. Uh, that, that's kind of more of a music, you uh, know. We, we got all the swag. You we know, got all saying? the swag on, on on the whole station, and tell them I said it. All the drip. But uh, nah, they got good shows. Uh, like a uh, scenario radio show comes on on Saturdays, and that's one where they kind of uh, go through some of the topics that are affecting African Americans, and, and and some of the big news when they do Oscars. You know, 
Oscar, what they, what they call it? A smite? Uh, when somebody gets shysted, what they call it? Uh, Oscar so white. A uh, nudge. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the snub. The snubs. Yeah. yeah. You know, stuff like that and just other issues affecting us. So, uh, not telling you to not listen to anybody else on Radio Free Nashville, but Google Radio Free Nashville and you'll find our episodes. Uh, it's 10 to midnight every Sunday night and you can go back and check out some. Fucking perfect. Yeah. Um, so, what determines... What you play because it's, I, I'm, I'm sure it's like mostly rap, mostly mm-hmm. urban music, mm-hmm. but you know, rap splits into a lot of unclassified sub genres yep, and I, shit. And I, I will play some weird stuff, I will play some pop, and uh, it's called the Acid Report. I do it uh, with the Acid and Queezy Quee 615. Um, but on the Acid Report, I'm, I try to play that balance of here's a good record that you know. Is about is about to start getting played on the radio all the time, but you just don't know it yet. Yeah, like it, it might be a Drake song. It might be, you know, a new Meek Mill right when it came out. Yeah, because you won't hear that on the radio sometimes. They'll, they, you know, especially the not on one on one. Especially not, you know, and especially if it's just not the main song everybody likes. You won't hear just what's free on radio, you know, from the from the new Meek Mill project. So I try to play stuff like that, and then I also play the Heat Boy Kilos. I play the Cook Up Bosses. I play, you know. Everybody that's just from around the Nashville underground culture and Memphis culture too, Day the franchise, uh, you know, Lil B and everybody that's from 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 around this from around this way. So that's that's how I decide what to play. If I if I start feeling like I'm going a little bit too mainstream, I gotta bring it back and let you hear some records that you might not have heard from some hot R and B and hip hop acts just around Tennessee. Yeah, I was about to ask, um, and it's a kind of a tricky question, but what? Where like where's the line? What will you not play? Yeah, <laughs> uh, man, and, and I struggle with this as a DJ. Now I know some people that are radio DJs and they have to play certain songs. Yup. Sometimes things might get a little political if we made a deal or something like that, or if somebody's you know handling a, a certain slide or whatever. But for the most part, if I can't stand it, I don't want to play it. That's really my <laughs> that's really my whole rule. So I, I try to come at the show like an artiste. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not just going to play stuff to be playing stuff. If I think a record is really terrible, I don't care if it was Jay-Z. You know what uh, I'm saying? Uh, I don't care if it's so-and-so from around the corner. Yeah. And he, he's just like, yeah, man, good. You know, good guy to have a relationship with. You see him around town. It's like, oh, yeah, man, we cool. But if the record is not really my type of record, I'm sorry, man. I I, I mean, I might play it once. But and that's it for me. Okay. Underground popping, it doesn't matter. I just need some good jams. That's the fundamentals of DJing, if you ask me. Let me ask you one last question on this particular subtopic. Then, what do you look for in a good record? Like, what comes off as a great record to pee with? Uh, for me, it's a a artist is when an artist is sure with themselves. And they really tap into that feeling, whether it's I'm at the club, I'm spending lots of money, whether it's I'm sad right now, I'm sitting on the couch, kind of getting my thoughts together, whether it's, you know what I'm saying, me and the team getting it together, my man's just got out, you know, we're going to the top again, we're starting to grind, whatever that feeling is, or whatever you are, you know what I'm saying, if you're not a a dancey, dancey guy and you're a serious guy, or, or, or you're not a serious guy and you're a dancey, dancey guy, I just want somebody to be sure in that sound in that direction the beat has to reflect it uh-huh you know no don't give me a mismatch beat don't give me yeah. a hype club beat and then want to want to talk knowledge to me i mean you can sneak it in there yeah you know what i'm saying but be sure of what that feeling or what that moment was Cause that's what music is is expression of whatever the, the time of your life is so me 
as a DJ or as a listener, when I'm feeling like I want to take over the world, I need to be able to listen to that song and feel like that. Or when I feel like, hey, it's celebration time. I just got off work. It's Friday. You know, I, I want to feel like I'm winning and I got bags of money. Or, you know what I'm saying? When it's a romantic mode with my gal or something like that, I want to be able to to live all that out through one record. If you give me too many mixed messages, if the beat's not matching what you're saying, if the chorus not matching what, what, what the main theme of the song is and you're rapping about something else, if, if you're unsure of it, if you if you fake, but you're sounding like you're the hardest guy in the streets, I can kind of tell. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, you know? Just just those things. Be sure in who you are and what that moment of that record is supposed to be. And it'll come through the speakers. If if, if you sounded real calm and yoga-like, you was doing yoga right before that song, <laughs> I'm going to feel a little, you know, a little cool feng shui going. I'm going to feel yeah. a, a good little vibe going. And, 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 and that's when I'm going to pull that record out whenever I need it. So all you artists out there listening and you want a chance to be on Radio Free Nashville, did I say it right that time? That's it. I got it. That's it. Uh, make sure you take heed to what young people just told you. Now, I got one last question on this shit. Mm-hmm. And this one here is probably even trickier of a question and shit. Probably even maybe tad bit compromising of a question. Okay. Thanks for the heads up, though. Yeah. Live, live on your podcast. It might, right? it's, only, it's only fair. All right. So, radio... I wouldn't say it's necessarily on the decline because there's people who really just listen to radio as background noise or they listen to it to just have it on while they're they, going to work, something. picking yeah. up the kids. Yeah. Like my, my, my age girlfriend and shit, like I was a huge music fan. She was like largely indifferent. It's like whatever's on the radio is kind of what's there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and she don't really do a whole lot of deep digging. So when one on one would get on my nerves and be like, damn bro, they 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 wait forever to catch on to new songs. And then they play them songs way past their prime. Until you hate it, yeah. Oh, they play them past their prime. Like you can still on any given day. I feel like on one on one point one, you can hear uh, Drake. What's that song? Uh, uh, God's plan. Nah, this is what it's gonna be till it's over. Till yeah, it's over. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's far from. You can hear that old ass song on any given day on one on one point one. Like it just came out last week. Um, so. You know, she wouldn't, but that, that shit wouldn't matter to her. But for her, we call it, we call it like a casual listener. Hey, you have a casual basketball fan. Yeah. Only watch, you know what I'm saying, the All-Star game and watch the championship kind of thing. Right. So, I guess I say all that to say that radio still is king with the casual listeners of the world. Okay. But they're not on a decline, but I, as much as they are facing competition now okay and i feel like radio is facing major competition from mp3s and and streaming services yeah yep so what do you think like how how do you you think radio will continue to thrive and what do you think and this will probably take a little abstract thinking but what do you think radio can do to either survive this wave or ingratiate themselves with the wave oh I think it's a good question, man. You're bringing up a good point that a lot of executives are panicking about, and it, it doesn't just go in music between the radio and, and the apps. It's it's the same as, as as the cord cutting phenomenon, where you know NBC, CBS, ABC, these big networks are panicking 
is anybody going to care to turn on and watch live TV? Because, you know, everybody streams. Everybody, you know, has on-demand stuff. Everybody can pick what they want. I can sit down and pick an episode of Ozarks or Atlanta, whichever episode. Straight off the iPhone. Straight off the iPhone. So, um, it's a phenomenon that's happening because it's traditional media. Is is the way I, I categorize it. You got new media, and then you got traditional media. And radio is definitely traditional. Yeah, but even then, it's, it's reinvented itself because you got the Sirius XM and the scri- subscription services to where you know you get this, and and then you know now you can listen to radio with cussing in it. Now you can listen to just Golden Oldies radio. Now you can just listen to just you know what I'm saying, hip hop on this on 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 this XM station or, yeah. or whatever it is. So. It's reinventing itself, but it's still a, a traditional format, still based on advertising is how, you know, radio and TV get their money. It is on the decline, but it's an interesting phenomenon if you ask me, because radio and TV are on a decline, but media is up. And when I say media, it's just watching somebody's thoughts, watching a presented, you know, idea like this podcast or or, or listening to a presented idea like this podcast and, YouTube. and just choosing what you want and being able to listen to it. So it's it's, it's like I, I'm around people sometimes and they're just scrolling down their timeline. And every little Instagram video that pops up from Just So Hilarious or, you know, one of these popular comedians or one of these popular hair channels. It's like you're watching TV. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot it's like, like you're just sitting there. I've seen people sit there for an hour, which is what a show, you know, 30 minutes to an hour is what a traditional TV show would be. And I see somebody just watch 30, 40 different clips of, you know, people joking on YouTube, people, you know, uh, having motivational panels, people interviewing people. So it's like what was on TV is not gone. It's just in a different place. It's now residing in Snapchat. It's now residing on your YouTube channel. It's now residing on your little Netflix playlist. When you pop up, it's customized to you. So now when you used to have 50 cable channels and you only watch three or four, now they're recycling the three or four things you watch straight to you and charging you way less. So I see the power of ra- traditional radio and tra- traditional TV declining. It'll still always be there, too, because the world doesn't always change in one day. You know what I'm saying? It's still got some good years of juice to, to, to squeeze out of it. People still listen to the radio. Still, People still listen to TV. If you listen to any artist, they'll be like, oh, I heard myself on the radio. It means something. Yeah. You know, they could be getting a lot of streams or anything, but to be heard on traditional media means something. But also, it gives that artist or that comedian or that show person a new opportunity to present their what they would put on radio and TV through their app, through their page, through their website, through, you know what I'm saying, through iTunes and, and, and Google Play and, and bring it straight to you. So it's kind of like a gift and a curse, too. Yeah, and, 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 I, I'm like all those things you name, I'm, I wonder how radio could can survive that you know like in the long run because right now everybody still got to get in their car you know what i'm saying you still the radio still there for a reason and shit and it's still that uh line of demarcation yeah. where you've reached um i guess a certain yeah, the commercial appeal commercial success right you know what I'm saying? Anybody could have that shit streamed. Anybody could get that shit on Apple Music or Title or whatever. When the radio station's playing you once an hour every day. Yeah. You feel like you kind of made it. Yeah. Or in a sense, you have kind of made it just because of just because of the corporate dollars behind radio and who this I, broadcast is actually being broadcast I mean, to. I mean, to go to the other side, though, you can say that. No, the, the, that's not the sign of success Because the true sign of success is selling out a stadium You got artists that can come out here And pack a full stadium I mean, 
Takashi six nine for a long time. I was like, who is oh the rainbow hair dude? Who is this dude? Oh, the the dude with the tats on the face and the rainbow. So it's like, it's almost like you might not need the radio. You might just need social media to be able to come to Nissan Stadium and have a hundred thousand people or whatever that that may be known. Don't check my numbers. Come out and see you and pay fifteen bucks, pay twenty bucks to come see you. So. Do you really need the the mainstream radio play? I'd say no in that case. I agree. You don't need the radio, but if you end up getting the radio, it's icing you, though. You you, you icing you, on the cake. You definitely are in front of you know what I'm saying a, a, a way different. Like it's like you you in a whole different uh, ball game now because you are in front of or in the ears of so many people and it's about it's not necessarily about radio it's about what else you know what i'm saying is getting played around your song if your song comes on the drake song come on next then you really made it you'd use equal to drake at that point right in a really abstract in way theory, in right? a really abstract way yeah, yeah. For, for that very moment you know what i'm saying you are on the same you're playlist you just as good as, right? as, as drake and if anything you know what i'm saying like that that like that's um kind of success by by proxy by proxy. Yeah, yeah, I I can see that. Yeah, so but okay, here's my thing though. So I I give my little theory on it, and I try you know what I'm saying not to be long winded about it. But I think when it boils down to it, TV and radio, to your point that you was making earlier, I think that yeah, they kind of are stuck in that formula approach. To advertising dollars, yeah, and creating content, you know what I'm saying? We gotta, we must, everything is like almost like analytics based, like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, we must reach this demographic, so we're gonna hire this actor or this DJ that speaks to this demographic directly, and we're gonna sell advertisement to those same people and coordinate it all like this to where. Um, the internet and streaming and all that shit is a lot more free range. It's a, it's a lot more like the wild, wild west. Right. And you got a whole lot more freedom to kind of create your own formula yourself. Now, they, the American media used to be TV and radio. Those were the juggernauts of American media. Right. T- radio, TV, movies. We ain't going to count movies, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? TV and radio, though. Juggernauts in American media. And you start to have people who can challenge these juggernauts not following your formula. Right. And I think what's going on is people are still sticking to their formula or trying to find ways to beef up their formula. And they're not really doing what makes these independent entities be able to compete with them which is creativity which is new ideas which is taking risk what i learned about the music industry and why they took so long to adjust to the streaming era the napster era the file sharing era and the yeah. ringtone era is because it's like somebody explained it to me one time like why you can't make weed legal across 50 states or why you can't all of a sudden get rid of gas um and just have everybody drive hybrid cars it's because it takes so much time society to catch up to to the new wave right yeah not even not even it takes them time too but society will society has proven in 2019 that they will adjust to whatever is put in front of them you know what i'm saying it, we don't like it we're gonna bitch about it but that's the new way of life i remember when i i remember the old facebook we didn't like the new facebook fuck it we we dealing with it now you know what i'm saying right we didn't like the privacy rules of instagram facebook fuck it we dealing with it now so i think the the i think society will adjust to whatever you put in front of them i think the problem that the companies themselves the yeah have um is that they can't they they, they they're can't, a little slow to the change too right what they can't do 
we got all of these cars in this parking lot that we in right now. Most of them got to go get gas. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you have oil companies that give us our gas. So, and you got oil companies who are in bed with corporations. The legislatures, the uh, government officials, big money corporations. Yeah, got it. So, even if everybody driving hybrid cars or electric cars would be better for the environment, if you were to discontinue the sale of gasoline the 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 economy might literally plummet you right. know what i'm saying because everybody that's in bed with these oil companies including the oil companies is going to automatically fall and there's no way to just pick that up there's no way you can just replace that with electric battery recharge stations that's going to be just as profitable you have to slowly implement these changes over time with with the weed industry and shit you know what i'm saying you can't really just make weed legal everywhere because there are people still in jail for weed there are people who are still pending cases for weed there are still lawyers getting paid for weed there are still uh court fees and all of this and other shit that live off of nothing but little you know little simple possession violations gotcha. if you're gonna take that away from their economy now that's fucked up but just speaking from a, you know what I'm That's saying, reality. this makes us yeah, money. It's a harsh reality, right. If you if you take that from their economy, you have to be able to replace it with something else. And if you got something that booming, you probably can't replace it with something else as booming that fast. So I think that's the problem that it's radio going on with media too, right? Yeah. That's and, and it's funny, you separated Traditional movies. media. You, you, you separated movies from it, but Bird Box, did you hear about it on TV? Nah, straight internet. Straight, straight internet. But you, that's uh, because uh, Netflix is a part of the new regime that that gets it. That gets, you know, what I'm saying you have to think outside the box. You have to act outside the box. You have to act outside of the normal TV programming format. And and they get it. And I think that's why they win. And I think that's why they're a threat as well as so many other people like Spotify. More people watch Bird Box than than a, than a traditionally released movie that might have came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's why they're threatening them. That's why. That's why. The traditional media companies are in trouble because there are people who are thinking outside the box, creating new avenues and shit, and y'all are kind of stuck. You know what I'm saying? Y'all meaning everybody in traditional media are kind of stuck trying to phase that out while y'all figure out what's next because y'all can't just pull the chair out from underneath. You know, I'll, I'll agree with you there, man. And, and somebody involved with the business, man. I think I, I think you, you named the reality of exactly what's going on right now. We're in, we're in a change cycle. It's like the, the Model T first Ford car comes out and people still got horse and buggies out and it's mixing in and you know you have the stoplight and somebody got a model t and somebody got a horse and buggy i think we're in the in the middle of that change and it, and it is a little slow and uh but that's the beauty of it we get to see where where things can go me and you can be talking on this podcast if we had to wait to for somebody to, to put us on the radio to be able to have this conversation so you know in a way it's, it's changing and I'm, I'm embracing some of the new Life uh, that, that that comes with it because traditional media does get born, you know. Uh, you know, and speaking of iHeart, I don't know if anybody's bought them out or anything, but you know, they're they're kind of having a tough time a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But but, but they kind of with that traditional format. We're gonna debut the same song every hour, and people don't want that. People kind of just want to choose what they want when they want to hear it. They don't want to have to listen to five R&B songs to hear the five hottest rap songs. They're gonna go somewhere straight where somebody's got the rap songs. Or straight to where somebody's got the R&B songs that they like. Or if it's YouTube that's listening to every click that you make and it's going, hey, if you like this R&B, how about this one? You know, same for a kid. If you like this SpongeBob episode, how about this one? So it's kind of we're moving more in that lane where things are more catered to us and we're able to go directly to what we want, both sides. 
you can go right to your audience and your audience can come right to you without any any in between and uh i think it'll be interesting to see what's gonna happen in the next five ten years with just the future of media you know so there's some good questions some good some good points we definitely hit on for sure well p i want to say you as a member of radio i just want to encourage you to constantly stay in front of this shit constantly stay on the side of innovation because that's the lifeblood of media right now and shit so you know i just want to like i said encourage you to constantly stay in front of it stay ahead of the curve uh and create the new waves and shit and always be coming up with the new formulas that's gonna be a part of what we do next and shit instead of reacting like you know late super late you know what i'm saying like, I, I take that i welcome it man you I, i'll go ahead and get in the new four car man everybody else can still keep, keep, <laughs> keep horse and buggy but it, you know it, it's hard to do but that's definitely the direction that I try to push myself into. So I'm, 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 I'll, I'll welcome your invitation to, to, to kind of stay cutting edge when it comes to that. And I'll continue to do the same and shit, man. So this one here is for MTSU. This is this one here is for all of the recording industry majors Shout and the alumni. All of the alumni, all of the non-recording industry majors that still got media dreams and still be fucking off and uh, focus and getting drunk late night. With focus a, yourself. Well, I was gonna say fucking off with the with the rim people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like shout out to all of y'all. Shout out to all of the creators. Shout out to all of the innovators, man. You know what I'm saying? We are the ones that drive this shit. So you just gotta recognize, realize, and harness your power and shit. So that's that on that, man. Easy hoopcast number ninety nine with P with Buffett in the motherfucking I will say the building. We just but gonna no, call this. We're, the we're, we live on location at Antioch in the field. <laughs> Episode ninety nine had to come from the streets. Yeah. We man. had we had we had to pull up. You know what I mean? And once again, thank you, brother, for pulling up for this shit, man, so we can make this shit happen, man. We've been trying to make this shit happen for damn near months. Dang. And even today we went through a couple of little hiccups, couple of little speed bumps, and we still made it straight Can't hold like us that. Down, man. You know what I'm saying? Can't so hold us down. And and look for more of this shit in the future, man. You know what I'm saying? Cause you can't hold us back no more. Man, it's definitely uh enjoyable being on this on this podcast with you, man, on the heasy and everything, man. It's a good chopping it up with your bread and doing our thing out here. Uh I definitely love to be a guest again anytime in the future, man. It was definitely an enjoyable thing. Why we're in in, in Antioch, man, like blacks, uh, black amounts, and then doing a do a thing. I don't want anybody to take that racial. Yeah, Smelling nah. like black amounts. Because <laughs> you can tell me you start talking about some cocoa butter, it's gonna get it's gonna get deep. Hey, look, man, I don't even know what he's talking about. I'm not even sure I'm really here right now. You know, what I, mean? I, I I don't know where my whereabouts are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. But y'all but y'all niggas catch me when y'all catch me here. Yeah. It's some location in Antioch, man. It's uh, one of the funnest podcasts I've done, man. So it's a uh, P with Buffett, P I W A B U F F E T T, like Warren Buffett or Jimmy Buffett if you're a country fan, whatever. Uh, make sure you check me out on all social media platforms. People Buffett. Make sure you check out Radio Free Nashville. Got the Acid Report 10 to midnight each and every Sunday night. And uh, stay with the Heezy, man, and all the different uh, products that you're going to come. You got anything next that you that, 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 that I can look forward to coming on to? Um, man, February was a busy month. And I look forward to just catching my breath for probably about a week or so. But February, we... um. We dropped the Trade Deadline EP with me and Paco. Mm -hmm. There's five songs, uh, all produced by me. And then, like a week later, I dropped the Valentine's Day album, the Shojo Jojo Project, 
Then uh, I dropped the new Watch More Hoops. I dropped the Trade Deadline podcast with Big Homie Black. Shout out my nigga Big Homie Black. Plenty of work. Plenty from, work. From, north, from the north. Uh, we, uh, I guess I could low-key count this as February. Dropped this one here, 99. Um, and then I did uh, the, the Black History Month Hoopcast initiative where I took all these different athletes and just gave the people stats and accomplishments that people may have not known or forgot that they had so you know it's just a whole it's a whole bunch of graphics i did the graphics too you know what i'm saying you got here working yeah yeah working working and then i topped it all off with letting people pick the black history month all-star starting five and shit so you know what i'm saying like february was action-packed and everything i don't know what's coming up next but like you said, I'll be working, working, so it'll, it it won't be too long before niggas find out what's going on with the he's and next, but we keep some shit going and shit, so. Well, indeed, man. It's a, it's a pleasure coming on one of these shows with you, man. I want you to just uh, keep keep going with the head of steam and everything. I like it, man. You told me. Just keep keep up with what I'm doing, and uh, you keep up with what you're doing, man, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to have another another fun conversation like this in the future. Oh, yes, God. We're going to be able to meet back in the middle on a bunch of different things, you know what I'm saying? This was awesome and shit, so... Uh, much love, my guy. Indeed, your live handshakes. You know what I'm saying? Live snaps, and we out this bitch. Go brush your teeth.